0: Well, she is the host of Blazing the Trail, heard every Wednesday evening at 7.30 right here on Day Radio or anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. She is also the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard. We welcome back to the show Miriam Marston. Good morning, Miriam.
1: Good morning, David. It's great to be on with you all.
0: Well, great to talk with you again. And, uh, you know, we're just about a week and a half away from the arrival of fall. Are you an autumn person?
1: I actually love autumn now that I'm not allergic to it, because I was as a, as a child. Oh. It was a little bit tougher, but once I got sort of past those allergies with the leaves and everything, I grew to really love this season.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I really do. I was joking with Brenda earlier today, This all this hot sunshine, you know, come on, it's almost <laughs> fall. So, But no, it's going to be a warm weekend, so we enjoy the sun certainly while it lasts. So as the Faith Formation Director at St. Anthony Catholic Church, what are you working on this time of year?
1: Yeah, it's it's full steam ahead as you can probably imagine this time of year in a parish. So we've got our rite of acceptance for those who have been going through inquiry and going to become part of the order of the catechumenate. So they're preparing for baptism and coming into full communion in the Catholic Church. So that rite's happening on Saturday, and then shortly after, or Sunday, sorry, and then after that uh, we'll kick off our first communion classes for uh, our families. So yeah, I'm excited about the next few weeks. It's busy, but the best kind of busy.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. And so do you have like certain times you get together with the folks and you talk about the process?
1: Yeah, yep. Um, so for instance, for our soon-to-be catechumens, we had a whole session last week just walking through uh, the rite of acceptance itself mm-hmm. and then really what the roadmap of the year will look like. Um, so there's not too many surprises along the way.
0: Right. No, that's great to hear. Just kind of curious about that. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow is the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrow. So yeah. I, I I don't know how familiar you are with the feast day, but I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, and uh, it's always great to revisit these feast days, so I love these invitations to talk about it, because it gets me to to dig into the research a little bit more. So I, I really appreciate that. Um Precisely, so we don't take these moments for granted in our church. Uh, So the the devotion to Our Lady of Sorrows uh, really began to grow in popularity in the 12th century. And then in the late 15th century, there was the title of Our Lady of Compassion, Mm. which was included in the Roman Missal. And it was under that title that the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows was celebrated. So that word, compassion, means to suffer with. And so we really see in that title uh, the incredible love that the Blessed Mother showed as she suffered with with her son. So in 1668, there was a separate feast of the seven sorrows of Mary, and that was celebrated on the third Sunday in September, and that was actually granted to the Servites. Uh, we know them well, uh, mm-hmm. they're at the Grotto. Yeah. Um and then Pope Innocent uh, the XII uh, renamed it, then the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows. Uh, Pope Pius uh, the Seventh introduced it into the general uh, Roman calendar in 1814. And then in 1913, Pope Pius X moved this feast to September 15th, which is uh, what we have now. And that's the day after the Feast of the Exaltation of the Holy Cross, um, so it's really fitting, David, that we, you know, after we've spent time prayerfully reflecting on the significance uh, of the cross and all that Jesus accomplished on and through the cross, we then spend the day after with the Lord's mother, with Mary, yeah. who, who, you know, she pondered so many things in her heart, but imagine how she was pondering that grief, the anguish uh, that she witnessed and experienced um, at the foot of the cross, uh, But her sorrow is also not, it's not limited just to the passion and death of her son. We have those seven sorrows of Mary, uh, which focus on events in Mary's life. And and, uh, tomorrow, the 15th, is a good day to reflect on that. So the the prophecy of Simeon, the flight into Egypt, uh, losing the child Jesus in the temple, uh, Mary meeting Jesus on the way of the cross, the crucifixion, when Jesus is taken down from the cross, and then the burial of Jesus by Joseph of Arimathea. So those are the the seven sorrows of Mary as well,
0: yeah. It's really when you when you look into the history, as you explained it too, and you think about all of the different days in our church calendar that involve Mary and in what obviously such an important person she is to our faith and to, just the world and how much she's a part of that. Be it with shrines, you're talking about the grotto, uh, yeah. a wonderful place to go tomorrow. Certainly, uh, when you think about about Our Lady of Sorrows, there's actually a parish here in the Portland right? area, yeah. Our Lady of Sorrows Parish, out uh, in southeast Portland, uh, kind of in the Woodstock area of of Portland, that you that you can attend, and then the artwork too that surrounds uh, the Blessed Virgin, and in regards to Our Lady of Sorrows, as I was looking into it, there is uh, sometimes a depiction of Mary with her heart, exposed yeah. with seven swords piercing it. Are you familiar with that?
1: I am, um, yeah. And those, uh, You know, we hear that reference to the sword in the, in the prophecy of Simeon, mm-hmm. where it says, the, the sword shall pierce your heart also. And you know, Mary had such this, with her immaculate heart, she had such a capacity for love, and that love can lead to a vulnerability. So seeing the like that exposed heart and just how it's it's pierced, it's um it's very moving. Um, you know, I I also want to just do a shout out to the Franciscan Sisters of Our Lady of Sorrows at Our Lady of Peace Retreat House oh, as yeah. well. So for those who maybe want to say a prayer for them or, or send a note to those sisters. Um, but you're you're right about the 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 presence of Mary in all these different moments in during the during the liturgical year. Um, and for those who especially are going through uh, just a maybe a, a deep darkness or valley in their lives to remember that our lady is there with us. Mm. Um, and uh, you know we can we can imagine her at the foot of the cross and and she is keeping her her heart and her and her eyes just fixed on her son. And if we can follow that example and really unite our own suffering to the suffering of Christ on the cross, it becomes part, like we can we can offer up our suffering and our sorrow um, for and, and get that united to the sacrifice, which then opened the door to salvation. It, David, it's really one of the great privileges, but also great mysteries of the Christian life, this possibility of redemptive suffering and mm-hmm. sorrow in our own life. So I think that's something um, we can contemplate on the fe- excuse me on the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows.
0: Absolutely. She is the host of Blazing the Trail heard every Wednesday evening at 7:30 here on Day Radio anytime on the Hail Mary Media app. Also the faith formation director at St. Anthony Catholic Church in Tigard, Miriam Marston. Miriam, thank you so much for the beautiful thoughts on the feast day of Our Lady of Sorrows. It's
1: it's great to speak with you all. God bless you.
0: God bless you as well.